Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Flo with a super weird word, nightgown. If you ask me, it sounds less like clothes you wear to bed and more like things you say to your clothes. Good night, Capri pants, sleep tight sweaters, nightgown. We've got a big day tomorrow. Now a weird word I just made up, flotection. It sounds like great protection for your new home through me and Progressive, and that's because it is. I said good night, Capri pants, go to sleep. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Let's go ahead and get this dame slander out the way. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the... Nah, that's too disrespectful. Lo. I was going to go too far. I was going to go no, too no, far, no, man. No, 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 say it. No, just say it. Just say it. We might as well just go all the way in. We're going to go right. all the way in. Just say welcome it. to the... If you got swept in the first round, you're probably trash podcast, man. I'm here... With Legend of Winning himself. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? Man, it's the it's the one and only Legend of Winning. And the reason why I sound sad right now is because, unfortunately, I have to go in on one of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Whoa, who is who is that person, man? I'm curious. It's Damian Lillard, man. So Dame, why, why Dame Dollar. Why on Dame, Low? Didn't he have a fantastic season and he's an incredibly underrated fella? What happened? Well, the story of Dame goes like this, man. For years and years and ages and ages, people far and wide kept saying that Damian Lillard was the most slept on player in the NBA. So much so that Damian Lillard, for an entire season, started to say the same as well. But then finally in the postseason, 2018 to be exact, not only does he get bounced out in the first round, but gets swept which is history because the Portland Trailblazers this year, for those who don't know, this is the first time a third seed or higher was swept in the first round. And Dame himself, the one and only Dame Dollar, is the one who vastly underperformed as he consistently was under, I mean, excuse me, was overplayed. Wait, what am I trying to say? Was outplayed, excuse me, by Drew Holiday. Mm. By guess, Drew uh, Holiday? Drew Holiday, yeah. what? Really? Yeah, man. Wow. I guess I guess you could say when it comes to Dame time, the hours are going to vary due to the holiday season. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, I did. That was corny. Really. I'm low key. I'm low key going. No, I'm not. I'm keep. I'm gonna put it in my video nah. tomorrow too. Oh God. Okay. I thought you were gonna say you're gonna edit that out. I was gonna say you will. You will not do such a thing. Oh, oh yeah, no, uh, I'm not editing it, no. So here's the first elimination, man. I'm surprised they even they played their fourth game before some people played their third game. Which, which is weird. Li- which is which is really weird. Yeah. Uh but if 
if Anthony Davis has proved anything to us, it's that, yo, when he doesn't get injured and he has a healthy season, oh, no, and he gets to the playoffs, oh, man, just willing to tear it up. Of, of course, low Ray John Rondo was playing well. Uh, Drew Holiday throughout was playing well. But I think more than that, they have role players finding ways to step up and just be efficient, effective, even when it didn't show up on the box score throughout the series. Look, I take back what I said in past podcasts because I forced myself to watch the Pelican game. And the first two plays was uh, they threw an alley-oop, reverse slam to Anthony Davis. And then the next play was another alley-oop. And I was just like, wow, this is not only an exciting game to watch, but... It was a sweet low. 4-0 against the Trailblazers. A lot of people are saying the Trailblazers faked the season because they had such a phenomenal run. It looked like they were at least going to make it out the first round, if not make it competitive. But the first what, what, did you Did you have it? I don't know. I'm, personally, it's not a surprise to me that the Pelicans beat them in the first round because I had the Pelicans winning anyway. No, I had, I had the Trailblazers in six. It's probably going to be the only series in round one I'm wrong about. But I, I, this is one of the series where it didn't really matter who made it. It'd be cool to see Dame in the second round, but it's also going to be dope to see Anthony Davis there for the first time as well. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Let's, let's start positive before we really get into the whole Portland oh, okay. situation. All right. So I agree with you. Um, healthy Anthony Davis, he, I mean, he provided enough evidence to show us that he is indeed one of the top 10 and he probably even one of the top five players in the league when he's that's healthy. It? And he, he's performed. Oh uh, uh, yeah, top five. I think that's I think that's fine. I don't I don't I wouldn't because Kawhi's still there. You know, Anthony, um, um, Kevin Durant, LeBron, um, James Harden, Curry. So I, I mean, you he might even be top five, but I think he's making an argument for top five. Um, I will also say this: if that team was healthy for you know the last what, two or three years now, especially when they had Eric Gordon, that team might have actually been a legit playoff team or at least a consistent playoff team over the last two or three years but they have been suffering from a lot of injuries and we clearly see Drew Holiday who's now healthy the impact that he has on the, on the team especially in the playoffs major props goes out to him as he's been back and forth trying to find his way um to get some consistent minutes after his injuries and he showed up big uh, uh one of the better defender defenders I've seen, especially at the point guard position in quite some time. And the greatest part about what he was doing was he was also giving you some productivity on the other end of the floor as well. But like you said, like you stated earlier, the, the role players, the supporting cast, that's really what separated them from the Portland Trailblazers. Mirtich was like automatic. It was just ridiculous throughout the entire series. And um, Etwan Moore was a consistent threat as well offensively. And I have to give massive props to even Alvin Gentry. I said, you know, not too long ago that Gentry is one of the better coaches in the league. And he doesn't give the credit that he deserves for running that small guard or that three guard lineup that he was running throughout the entire season. Um, so I, I think that not only that, along with the fact that this, this, this series, he basically just said, you know what? I'm going to make someone else besides Dame and CJ beat us. Because all they really did was just double-team Dame and CJ off the pick-and-roll, and it ended up working. So, you know, credit has to go around to everyone on that on that uh, team, especially coaching. But, I mean, AD, you look, it looked like he's about to be a problem, man. AD looks like he's about to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, who do they play? They play the winner of two uh, the Warriors. Seven, right? Yeah, Warriors and Spurs, uh, which more likely be the Warriors. Yeah, Warriors. <laughs> 
But I'll, 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 I'll say this. 100%. If they're, yeah, it's, it's 100%. But I'll say this. If, if they, um, if they're able to make that series interesting, because Curry is still going to be out that series, I'm, I'm going to have to start looking at Dame and AD in a completely different light, even the role players as well. Because if they're able to make that series interesting, then they could potentially, especially what they want to do with DeMarcus Cousins this offseason, put themselves in a conversation of being one of the top three to four teams in the Western Conference moving forward. Which, again, I think speaks volumes, especially when you're looking at Anthony Davis trying to submit his identity of being a superstar player in today's league. So they could potentially make next the next round interesting as well. I don't think they will, but they definitely could. Well, uh, shout out to Drew Holiday. He's been playing fantastic throughout the season, and he proved it. Miritich, although he, Miritich wasn't shooting that well since the trade, uh, but in the playoffs, it's like we've seen, yeah, we use the term, playoff Miritich. Uh, a lot like Bogdanovich, who we're definitely going to get to. They just The shooters are showing up this year in the playoffs, man. If the 76ers series, the Raptors series, and now the Pelican series isn't an example. You know, people are shooting lights out, and it is very exciting to watch. Makes for some seriously exciting plays. Uh, hands down, the most embarrassing series right here because a lot of people had this one being contested and wildly uninteresting, but it turned out to be quite the opposite both times. But I want to switch things up because uh, uh, we've had enough games. Sl- no, 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 no. We have, we definitely have not had enough Dame slander. What do you? He, you're not done. First of all, we really ain't even touched on Dame in Portland. Okay. <laughs> so, so in, in your eyes, what what does Portland have to do moving forward? Because they need talent. They need so much of it. It's like Aminu was stepping up in a couple of the games, and I was thinking to myself, like Aminu, like, and it's one thing if he could do it every single game, and then other games. Uh, Leonard steps up, and, and, and but it's like they don't have enough people, though. When you watch a team like the Raptors, when Lowry and DeRozan are stepping up, they have other players like Van Fleet and DeLon Wright and Ananobi who both on the defensive and offensive end. They just they don't have anyone like that. They don't have enough depth. And because of that, anytime Dame and uh, CJ McCollum are double teamed or receive a lot of pressure, there's no way to relieve that pressure. That's it. That's it. And part of it is like Dame could have done better, right? Because uh, that is a wildly pathetic performance. But I'm not willing to just drop all the blame on him. There's no way it's all his fault. Management is doing a horrible job of building around him. Granted, are they? Are they? Are they, 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 they doing a horrible job, AJ? A horrible job because they're not making any significant or noticeable improvements. And so... Dame should have done better. You have to win at least two games in that series, no doubt, because you were doing it during the regular season. And so you can't just turn around and blame the management 100%, of course. But I think there's blame to be divided here. And, of course, some of it should go to the management for doing such a poor job over all these years of building around him. When, like, right, what, 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 on a percentage scale, what are we saying? I'd say, like, 30% organization, 70% team. Okay, okay. As long as we're saying majority of it still goes to the team. Yeah. Um, but out of the seventy percent, how much are you putting on Dame? A lot of it. Like okay. that's gotta be like fifty percent. Uh, it has to be. I'll, I'll say this. I agree with you that the supporting cast outside of Aminu, because like you said, Aminu was he was doing whatever he was supposed to do. Um consistent 
three-point shooter. And I have to give a lot of props to Aminu because entering the NBA and even his first three to four years in the league, he was not a consistent three-point shooter at all. And it is pretty impressive to see him make that transition in, in the aspect of his game that he had to improve significantly. So I, I give Aminu all the props, and he's still been a consistent defender. Also, C.J. McCollum, this this series, he did basically what he was supposed to do. 20-point score, great shooting splits, not only from the field, but also from behind the arc. The free throw shots, you want him to get a little bit more attempts and knock them down more consistently as he only got, I think, I don't even think he attempted 10 uh, free throws that entire series. Um, however, uh, um, everyone else on the roster was just completely suspect. Nurkic, which is a huge, a huge question mark moving forward because he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a free agent um, next season. I mean, we're, we're talking about missing layups. I mean, we're talking about not rebounding properly, not boxing out, no hustle. And I understand it is Anthony Davis, but there were just moments during that series where there was, you can just clearly tell that he was just getting outplayed consistently. And from a player who many just assumed was going to be the final piece as he was a scoring option and gave you a little bit of rim protection in that front court that he might actually be a huge difference maker. But. I gotta, I gotta get on Dame here. I'm sorry, Dame. And again, I, 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 I like you. I like Dame. Now let's, let's, let's get something clear now. Nah, nah, don't Dame, hadge. Dame, don't hadge. Dame, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm gonna just say this one thing. Dame is one of my favorite players in the NBA. But Damian Lillard, you cannot go the entire season telling people how underrated you are, how undervalued you are. How overlooked and quote unquote underrated you are, and then turn out to be one of the most overrated players in the NBA right now. Damian Lillard, you cannot shoot 30 and, and it's one thing if you want to say he shoots low 40s. Before this last game, because the um the numbers haven't updated, but in the first three games, Damian Lillard was shooting 32% from the field. 32%. Not only that, for people out there who, who get caught up in the highlights and who keep just remembering and replaying that one clutch shot he had against Houston, guess what? That is literally the only highlight of Damian Lillard's postseason career. Because if you look at Damian Lillard's numbers, it's a consistent thing that he just doesn't show up when it comes to his ability to shoot the ball and score on an efficient basis in the postseason. As he is one of the most, if not the most, inefficient volume score in postseason history and that's after not Mello, me. of course no 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 it's not after mellow no 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 even mellow mellow's mellow's about to get there though this year because the way he's shooting jesus christ but even with mellow right now when you talk about just field goal percentage from any player that is averaging 23 points or more in the postseason damian lillard is the worst as he is shooting under 40%. That's worse than Iverson. That's that's worse than DeMar DeRozan. That's worse than Carmelo Anthony. That's worse than anyone that you can think of. He is literally the worst at the field goal percentage. And obviously, you take into account true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage or whatever else you want to look at. He's not too far behind from whoever else he's competing for when it comes to that bottom spot. So Damian Lillard has been consistently inconsistent. So when it comes to Damian Lillard... The problem is, is that if you're not defending, which he's not, if you're not facilitating, 
which there was a couple of blown passes that he had throughout the entire series as he couldn't make the right decisions when they were double teaming him. And if you're not showing up in the postseason offensively, then what are you doing? And let's also keep in mind that, and I'll, I'll wrap it up like this because I don't want to give away, I don't want to give too much of my video away. You know what I'm saying? I got to live a, live a little something, something on the table, right? But <laughs> you can't sit here and tell me that this team moving forward can get that much better because the reality is if you want to put their record into context, even though yes, they were the third seed, they were three or four games away from being not a playoff team, the ninth seed in the Western conference. And when you take into consideration that Paul Millsap missed majority of the season, borderline all the season for the, um, Denver Nuggets. Kawhi was out for basically the entire season for the Spurs. Rudy Gobert missed games. Andre Roberson missed games. Jimmy Butler missed games. Everyone. DeMarcus was, Cousins was out. De- DeMarcus yep. Cousins was out. We're literally talking about everyone below them had significant injuries or significant changes to their roster. So there's a huge possibility next season those teams that they obviously can't compete with will be significantly better. So. If, if you are Portland and people think that people are just over-exaggerating or embellishing or just overreacting to what they're seeing, no, it's a legitimate question if they should really blow this up. That's, they that's should. not, that's not, yeah, that's not something that we're just overreacting to. It's a legitimate question in the Western Conference as we're assuming that it's going to get better with time progressing and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum seem like they've peaked. If this is the best that you're going to get with this unit, Blowing it up is is a very legitimate argument. I agree. Uh, <clears throat> shout Dame, out to but, but Dame, you <laughs> did it. You're trash. Love, you're trash. He did it, man. Dame, Dame, Wait, you're who? trash. Dame, you're trash. Oh, damn. Dame, Dame, you're not you're not a top five point guard. I don't want to hear that argument anymore. And quite frankly, Drew Drew, Drew Drew Holiday is on your ass for that six or seven spot or wherever you at right now. But you're not better than Chris Paul, Steph Curry. Uh, Kyrie, um, um, uh, John Wall, Russell Westbrook. Hey, you're not better than the players, bro. You're not. You're not better. Damn. You're not better. Wow. Uh, and you said that's one of your favorite players. And he's and he, he's. I can't. I, I can't say he's still one of my favorite players because oh. I, I. I can't. I, I, I'm. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I can't rock with someone who just shoots thirty percent from the field in, in in the first round of the playoffs. And you got home court advantage. I can't. I can't do that, man. I, Whoa, I can't. I can't. You just you. you just cut off Dame, man. That's that's <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I can't. I I mean, I just can't. I can't rock with that. I, hey, okay. Okay. All right. Well, you I tried. see you trash, Dame. Bro. You trash. Oh, bro. damn. All right. It wasn't me that said it. I don't think Dame is necessarily trash. I just think like Lowry that. There's gonna be games where he's just off. Like there's games where Lowry really doesn't do shit. We're talking about defend. a whole series. Come on, cut but the, the difference, uh, yeah, but the difference being is Lowry is always there on defense. There's never a game and, and where he's exactly, just not. Exactly. If if Lowry isn't making the shots, he's still defending and playmaking. Bro, this man Dame, he doesn't do that. Like he's just there to score. And if you're not scoring, bro, you trash. You are trash. Can't argue with that fact. Uh, listen, man, uh, I. I don't know about trash. He might be pushing it. No, he's trash. How about this? The last four games that people will remember of Dame this season is that he was trash. And they were in four very, very important. They're not only important games to this season, but I, in my opinion, 
this year will de- it, that th- this is a series that will define Dame's career. People will remember this series. Oh, but I think he has a chance to redeem himself, though. I don't. I think mean, this I mean, is I, like- I mean, obviously he has a chance to do it, but it's still going to be on his resume. It's still going to be on his. It's, it's going to be on his resume. It's, it's good. It's going to be on his resume the same way. Uh, maybe not the same way, but. More like when LeBron James lost to the Mavs, when they clearly had the talent to win that series. I think it was in 2011. Exactly. I think it's going to be there the same way. So, I mean, if Dame is serious about calling himself that underrated player, he's going to have to find a way to bounce back next year. Dame, if, I, if, I, one, I, if, they don't make the playoffs next year, though, or two, I'm they don't make right it now. to the second round. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, they might not make the playoffs next year. <laughs> I, I also agree, because with Denver improving, who I feel like deserve to be in the playoffs— and then you have teams like I don't see any team that's falling off. I see all the teams getting healthy again. And then depending on the Kawhi situation, the Spurs might be an opening. But I don't know. We'll see. And and do you think that Dame is going to get significantly better? We don't know because like I I'm mean not, De- I didn't asking, think DeRozan I'm... was going to be able to shoot the three ball, but he's doing the shit. So I mean I'm, I don't want to. It's 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 too like. Nobody knows, right? Yeah, I, let me let me answer that for you. No, no, ah, I don't know about all that. No, man. he's not. No, I'll, I'll answer that for you. I <laughs> I know he's not. I mean, okay. it's not really um, much else that he can do because he's definitely not playing defense. I'll I'll, get, I'll say that right now. <laughs> so, low man, the Cavaliers. Oh man, it feels oh, good man, to be I right. Get to, now I get to now I get to shit on oh. LeBron. I get to shit on it LeBron. Feels, the it feels fantastic to be right, man. I keep trying to tell people that nobody is invincible. And that everybody can lose games. And time and time again, I keep hearing that the main reason the Cavaliers won't lose to the Pacers is because it's the Cavaliers. They always win. But you no, can't no, no, always it's, win. It's LeBron. It's, it's people who, who it's, not, I know. They say they deflect us as teammates. So here's, here's what I saw low in the game. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I saw Kyle Crawford dive at three loose balls in the fourth quarter alone. Two of them were going out of bounds, and he dived into the audience to get them. One of them resulted in a jump ball. Here's what I saw, man. I saw Kevin Love picked up LeBron's game-losing three-point shot, went to the corner, shot the three to make it a game. But granted, LeBron played fantastic. I mean, aside from that miss, he was like cold-blooded. There was the situation where he didn't come back on defense, and we'll talk about that. We know LeBron played great. And, 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 but, the, tur- and the turnovers. It's not turnovers. And yes. But every single time you ask a LeBron fan about why they lost the game, they always find a way to deflect to their teammates. And so these situations in the game where people are diving for loose balls, getting offensive rebounds for LeBron's misses, or, or in certain situations, J.R. Smith not making the correct pass at the end of the game, when he had absolutely no passing lane to make the shot, let alone the time to even consider making that shot. It's, it's one thing to be Ricky Rubio or Ben Simmons or one of these elite-level point guards. You have the vision, but you're expecting, and a lot of people deflected to J.R. Smith, and I've seen that a lot. The Pacers are a really good team. You split at home with them. And so now the Pacers won one at home. They're up 2-1. You cannot be surprised that a team that's been performing well the entire season is not just flopping and folding because it's the playoffs and it's LeBron. I do think the Cavs are still going to win the series. Uh, but as the games go closer, it's like, I don't know. It might be pushed to seven. Who knows? The Pacers might even win it. But the fact that people just straight up think he's invincible is ridiculous to me. So, Lo, I want you to talk about uh, 
how the game ended. Uh, we'll talk first about LeBron, and there was an individual play where Bogdanovich was, by the way, lights out. He shot a three-pointer, and somebody had the camera footage, and LeBron didn't run back on defense. So the Cavs were playing 4v5 defense. It resulted in a wide-open three-point shot. And then he was just basically just there cherry-picking to begin the offensive set. And wasn't, and what, wasn't he guarding Bogdanovich that game? Or am I bugging? Bogdanovich was, was guarding him. I don't know if he was... It was yeah, the other way I, around. Yeah I, yeah, I definitely know that. I mean, at the end of the game, the one thing that I saw at the end of the game was that um, offensively, the Cavs became so stagnant that everyone is just really standing around and just looking at LeBron to create. And normally they get away with it because normally not only do they have LeBron, but they also have Kyrie. And Kyrie is, is elite at the dribble penetration, breaking down his defender and finding an open player. LeBron, even though he, he can from, from time to time do that, his ability to create his own shot and dribble penetrate isn't at the same level as Kyrie, especially if he can't get by his um, initial defender. And so that became a problem. It, it became extremely difficult for the Cavaliers to, to find some type of offense when it comes to the, um, when it comes to that fourth quarter stretch. But to me, it's, it's the defense. I mean, that, that is the, the biggest problem with that Cavaliers team because when you're looking at a game where Miles Turner and Oladipo just didn't play well at all, and yet they were still able to find play after, at, on the ending of the pace, were still able to find Bonyanovich. No, 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 no. I don't Bonyan- know if it was, a, it was a play calling low. They were setting a, why the fuck were they doing a trap defense at the end of the game? It resulted in like three or four open three pointers. But when, but when but when you do that, you have to rotate. That's what I'm saying. You have to rotate and know. But yeah, it relies on good rotations. But I don't think that should have been called to begin with. They were fine before they forced the pressure. Like a regular pressure defense would have probably got them the win based on how LeBron was playing. But instead, they decided to begin trapping, and it was disastrous because with bad rotations and bad communication. Every single time, the same person getting open was Bogdanovich. But see, but, that, but, that's the, but that's the reason why that's the reason why it didn't work, and that's the reason why it was stupid. If you trap and you leave, let's say Thad Young open at the three, that's a much better. And not not to say that Thad Young is just he can't shoot threes, but you're you're at a way bigger advantage with the trapping and leaving Thad Young open than a, a sharpshooter and Banyan like that. Why are you, why is he the last person that you're rotating to? That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And not only that, there was moments where they were trapping one pass away. It was, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So Very the tra- stupid. The, the trapping, I don't have a problem with. Just make sure you understand the personnel that's on the floor and understand who you're leaving open. But Collison played, um, she shot poorly that, that game. So did Oladipo and so did Miles Turner. So if you're leaving someone open, leave the leave the players that are open who are not hitting their shots. But to sit there and to allow Bogdanovich to go off for like almost 20 points in the second half, 20 of his 30 points nearly came in the second half. For that to happen, that is inexcusable. And that is just poor defense. You don't know the personnel on the floor and you're making the exact same um the exact same error every single play. That that was their problem. Mhm. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to be said <clears throat> about that game. <clears throat> Late in the fourth quarter, I've seen LeBron in that situation so many times where he's down, but not by a lot. And then he just starts to go like cold-blooded beast mode. And every single one of those times, he almost always comes out with the win. Literally, when there was like four minutes left, 
I didn't have a doubt that the Cavaliers were going to find a way to win. I was surprised that the Pacers were finding a way to keep it interesting considering they were down 17. Yes, and they, they managed they to come back, which is, I mean, if you're the, the, the Cavaliers, you got to think about that. So in the past, what would usually be like a straight-up W. And I think also, Kevin, this was the game Kevin Love injured his hand, right? So he wasn't there? No, he did play no, no, at the very end. There. He was so there, he got yeah. back in the game. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. back, yeah. So um, I'm hoping which that is, that which doesn't... Which is also another problem moving forward. I mean... I'm pretty sure he may be able to play, but how effective how effective he will be, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing was the Pacers were turning it over so much. Kevin Love got injured on his hand because of another turnover. They basically threw the ball right into his hand. And then, you know, you know when, like, you're playing ball and, like, it hits your finger? Like, in, it perpendicularly hits your finger and, and, and your jams. finger, like, pops? In the yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I could feel his pain as he was holding on to his hand. Uh is here's what I'll say, man. I said this and I'll say it again. Nobody is immune. But more importantly, I think that when you put a team in a situation that LeBron did, where everybody has to be so passive and they have to bend to the will of LeBron, y'all need to stop blaming and being surprised when all of these players aren't performing 100%. I said it on the last podcast. Nobody cannot touch the ball for most of the game and then be expected to make an amazing play. Like Kevin Love did, actually, uh, when he hit that corner three. The Cavaliers' defense is sus. The play calling at the end of the game was sus. LeBron was hitting some crazy shots, but it just wasn't enough, man. Lo, yo, what's the chances that the Patriots actually come away with the win in round one? Because uh, you're talking shit about Dame, bro. But if we find out LeBron gets eliminated in the first round... If, That's yeah, gonna I'm, hurt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. If, if LeBron gets eliminated in the first round, and, and and let's be clear about this as well, because and actually, as I say this, let me look up this um this tweet that someone sent us to answer because I actually I DM'd, oh is it the one you DM me? Yeah, I, 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 I that was the dumbest it, shit I ever heard. I, I, I DM'd it to you just so I can remember it and so I can have it to the side. But let me be clear about this as well. A uh, huge reason why they lost that 17 point lead, if I'm not mistaken was because of the third quarter that they had and it was abysmal from all ends, including LeBron. And that in that third quarter, LeBron shot one for six from the field. No one was hitting their shots, including Kevin Love. Um that was the the quarter in which Kyle Corver took all three of his shots and missed all three of them from behind the yard. <laughs> and and again, Kyle Corver played I think like twenty minutes and he only took shots in the third quarter. So again, like you said you can't just expect someone to just stand in the corner for like the entire game and then not only be prepared to knock down their shots, which I, I would assume Kyle Korver would be able to do that just because he, he's that great of a shooter. But for average shooters or even below average shooters like J.R. Smith, um, uh, Jordan Clarkston, Rodney Hood, those players, I don't know why people just think that they're just cold-blooded assassins like a Kyle Korver or maybe even a Clay Thompson that it's just automatic regardless of how many touches they get. But that uh-huh. third quarter, that third quarter really, really killed them. But to answer your question, man, I look, I, I'm, I'm going to give LeBron the benefit of the, of the doubt the same way that I gave Kobe in 2011 uh, the benefit of the doubt. When it, when Kobe was down, oh two, oh three, I would say like, nah, Kobe, it's Kobe. Kobe gonna come back, and so I kept, I keep giving them the benefit of the doubt, and I still think that they're gonna win this series. But I will say this: for the people out there who who thought that me and Agent were crazy when we said that the Raptors are gonna beat them, 
Yeah, that 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 definitely does not seem that crazy right now. Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't. What's up? It's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in eighth grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball. And ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you you need contacts. Took me about 15 minutes right before I left for work, and we're gonna save you $30 off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty. Or use the enter code almighty at checkout. That's $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or enter the code almighty at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 20-20 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. Things change, man, and I'm glad they do. I'm so tired of seeing the same teams in the playoffs. Thank you for the Pacers for just making this playoffs interesting. Uh, I mean, even Houston took a loss today, and we'll talk about that as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I think they will end up winning in seven, but who knows? Who knows how things will play out? Uh, let me let me um let me read this guy's Twitter. I mean, it's just it Twitter. Let me read this guy's tweet real quick. Um, Ryan M. Brunner. I don't, I, don't, I guess that's how you spell his name or pronounce it. But his name is Ryan. His question to us was, or his tweet says, serious question for you guys. LeBron might leave this exact team this off season, and they'd go from a fifty plus win team to 10 to 15 wins. So how can you say he has the help that is needed to compete with teams like the Rockets and the Warriors? And then he continues to go on to say, or someone else says, and and, and they reply to him, finally someone understands. Part of my argument when I get into the MJ versus LeBron argument, then then they go on to say, as LeBron carries whatever team he's on, He's um, before he went to the Heat, the Cleveland Cavaliers went from a playoff team to now they're below 500 and never were uh, above 500 team until he came back. And then Ryan comes back and says, exactly. Or what about the fact that the very next season, LeBron leaves the Heat and they go from a 54 win team to 37 wins, even with Bosh and Wade still on the court. So you want to answer his answer his question? Lo, that is the dumbest shit I heard about. I honestly, when you DM me that, I was wondering why because it made no sense. I I knew for a fact you weren't agreeing with the nonsense. Oh, that a- he was absolutely, talking absolutely, about. absolutely. No, come on, AJ. Come on, come on. You think so I'm, Lo, I'm agreeing with him? Just to put things in context, uh, when the year Kevin Love after the year before Kevin Love left the Timberwolves, he was the leading player on that team in the 2013-14 season, and he scored 26.1 points per game. And that team had 40 wins. And that's just with Kevin Love. We're forgetting how important Rodney Hood was to that Utah Jazz team. How uh, Larry Nance has the potential and athleticism to be a good starter in this league. We're forgetting that George Hill is a top 3 and D player if he could just find a way to stay healthy. I, right? I, I, disagree, I, think, I disagree with that part, but go ahead, girl. Keep going. I do agree. I mean, unless, I mean he, did, he did experience two serious injuries since he was with the Pacers. Uh, but I'm, I think he can get back to that. So this is a team that regardless of any potential accolade, regardless of what they were able to accomplish on a previous team, Kyle Korver, one of the greatest shooters in history, right? I can keep going down the list. These guys have to play a role 
Because as everything runs through LeBron on a team that's so focused on isolation basketball, they can't play like they played in the past. And so if LeBron leaves, they're going to start moving the ball around because they no longer have talent to just run a straight-up ISO game. It just wouldn't work. And so... A 15-win season? They're winning at least 40, 45 games. I was say 10. I can, he, said, he said 10 to 15. That's that's a bit of a stretch. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. 10? What's the worst of all time? Is it, it's nine wins, right? Uh, Something like that. Cause I have it's, to it's check. Not, it's, not, it's not 10 because the Sixers just did that like a few years ago. Okay. Worst record in NBA history. Uh, I have was to check Bobcats? this because... I think it was the Bobcats that, that lockout season. Uh, while, while you look that up, I'll say this. One, let's get something completely clear. Me nor agent has ever said that this this team can compete with the Rockets or Warriors because we don't even think this team can compete with the Raptors. Okay, so let, let's get let's get that clear. We don't even believe that this team is going to make it out of the the Eastern Conference, let alone compete with whatever team comes out of West. So that is not an argument that we're making. And quite frankly, I don't think that's an argument that really anyone Jesus is making. Low. So the lowest is seven, but that was in the shortened season after the whole CBA debacle in the 2011-12 season. So in a, in a full season, the lowest wins is the 76ers in the 72-73 season, and they had nine wins. So what this guy is saying, that, that they will be after LeBron leaves yeah. this team with all these players that I just mentioned before, that they're going to literally... Side by side with one of the worst teams in NBA history. You gotta be kidding me, man. How delusional could you possibly be if you think that's the case? That is fucking hilarious, Lo. That is so hilarious that someone can actually say that and believe what they said. It's crazy what bias will make you do. Because there's no way a reasonable person who doesn't watch basketball, if you explain him the context, believe exactly what this person is saying. And, and, I'm, happy, some peop- and I'm happy you said context because that, that is the part that LeBron fans, for whatever reason, they decide to pick and choose what part of the context they would they actually believe apply to an argument. So for the context in which he's referring to when he says when LeBron left the Heat, they went from a 54 to 37 win team, even though Bosh and Wade were still on the court, that is incorrect. That is a lie. The way, the way I know that is a lie and it's incorrect is because Bosch played half of the season that year. And the reason why I remember that is because the same injury that kept him sidelined for the remainder of the season is the same injury, which is the blood clots, is why he may have to retire from his from his basketball career. And D-Wade was in and out of the lineup the entire season as well. So for you to sit here and tell me, which really, all it really means, because you can't form your own opinion. You're just regurgitating what someone else says. But if you don't understand the context behind what happened in Miami, please don't tell me about what value is, because you don't even know what you're talking about. But what you're mistaking value for is dependence. They form an offense that is heavily dependent on LeBron, and that doesn't do anything but hurt LeBron and hurt the team as a whole. Because And and on that point, though, because if you want to bring up the Miami Heat and how LeBron left, we know Dwayne Wade was a champion before LeBron even got there, that he was a top player in the league, and uh, people have been arguing whether he's a top five shooting guard of all time or where he ranks in that list. But let me remind you, because I'm from Toronto, so I remember vividly, before CB4, Chris Bosh, went to the Miami Heat, he was one of the, if not the best low post player 
He was out there doing up and unders, just absolutely saucing people. He had no ability whatsoever to shoot a three-point shot. But when he began to play with LeBron, he realized LeBron is going to run the offense. And so what he began to do was to work around LeBron in his play style. And so that's what the Heat did. Chris Bosh went from a low post player to, to a, a three-point, yeah, a corner specialist, basically, from the three-point line. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Ba- basically exactly what Trevor Ariza is doing now. So <laughs> Trevor Ariza just sits there at the three-point line, and that's all he ever has to do. And so in the same exact circumstance why Chris Bosh had to sacrifice part of his game for LeBron, the players on LeBron's team right now are doing the same thing. And instead of supporting the team and the players as a whole and saying, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have played trap defense in the last play. Oh, man, Bogdanovich was hot. There's nothing we could have done. They begin to deflect on the players that have sacrificed to help bring the team to where it is right now, which I think... If I was one of those players, I would feel insulted that every time after a game, when you know you did everything you possibly could have and you played a good game, they go, oh, no, really only the person who played well is Kevin Love. Aside from Kevin Love, nobody else played well. Then the next game, see, everybody's trash. Nobody played well. And they're so willing to just throw their... It's your team. It's your basketball team. And not, and not, only, Imagine, not, only, not only that, this man LeBron went to bat to get players like J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. So even that if you, is, even if you're saying that they're that they're trash, these are the players that LeBron recruited. Yeah, people are acting as if like LeBron A didn't pick the teams that he wanted to go to and B didn't have any type of influence which in Cleveland he definitely had not only an influence but a heavily a heavy influence on who was on his team and who wasn't because he went to bat for J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson to not just get contracts but to get ridiculous contracts and are overpaid. So let's not act like, even if you want to see him say they're the trash, these are players that LeBron decided to play with. So let's cut cut that shit out. If he really wanted to play on a team with great players and great coaching, A, his numbers wouldn't be as great as they are. He would have to sacrifice because a, a great coach will put a system around him to sacrifice his numbers. So that's A. And B, if he were around some other great players, then by your own definition of what you believe is valuable, he would not be as valuable as you as you are as you are determining him because he would have the help that is needed to win a championship. But that's not what you want as a LeBron fan. You you want LeBron to struggle and you want him to carry a team as much as he can just so you can belittle the, the amount of help that he has to make some quality argument or attempt to make a quality argument that he's better than Michael Jordan. That's that's that's, what, that's, that's literally the only goal. reason though. They're willing that's to throw that's your end goal. They're willing to throw teammates on their favorite team under the bus. Just so they can make a a, a strengthened a strength strengthened argument for why Michael Jordan is not better. Stop it! Stop comparing eras for a second. We know LeBron's a great player. He's fan- we've seen it in the game. We've seen what he was able to. The amount of three point shots he was dropping, that was which, which, which was crazy. It. That was a crazy. There was like a stretch where LeBron was just knocking down threes. I was like, God, I damn, know that was, it was fucking it unbelievable. Was, so we know how great he is. The only frustrating part is when you finish the game and you go on Twitter and everybody's saying it's the whole team's fault. Is everybody's is never LeBron. LeBron could miss the game losing free throw. And it was LeBron did miss a game losing I'm shot. Say, I'm about to say he did. He missed it. He, like, yeah, he did. And it's still always gonna be somebody else's fault, which is crazy. Just okay. The Cavs are a good team. They've had their issues, especially defensively, and they need to whoever called trap defense needs to stop making decisions immediately. Oh, Ty Lue needs to get fired just, too. 
That too. But just remember when you're having these arguments about whose fault it is, you're not playing no bum-ass team. There's not the same Eastern Conference you once known. And you no longer have Kyrie on your team to help close a lot of the games that LeBron had helped with in the past. That's a fact, though. That's a fact. Let's let's please give it up for Kyrie for a good second. Yeah, shout out to Kyrie. Because that's definitely a massive difference. You're playing against the Pacers. They're a good team. And you were playing away. And so when Bogdanovich is hitting shots and the crowd goes crazy and he just has all the confidence in the world, you did that because you split a game on your home court, a game you should have won. A lot of people also blame refs, but it happens in every game. Any team that loses, the ref had something to do with it. And granted, sometimes the ref didn't mess up. But in this situation, I don't think the ref had anything to do with the decision. If anything, I think the ref was calling more calls for the Cavaliers' late game. Uh, but it was pretty split down the middle. And let me, and so, and let, me and let me also say this before we move. I, I want to be clear about this because I know people are, are hearing us and they may not really understand what we're saying. I'm not saying that we can't look at J.R. Smith inconsistent shooting because he has been trash, especially from behind the arc. I'm not sitting here saying that Rodney Hood or Kyle Korver is excusable for how poorly they're shooting. I I, I understand all of that. But what I my whole argument and what I think Agent is saying as well is that you cannot keep saying that, oh, man, LeBron is just so valuable. You can throw him on any team, and they're going to make the finals. Because that has literally been arguments. That has been an argument that's been made for LeBron for the past three years. And so now we're at a point where, A, LeBron, is he's not the same player that he once was. I don't I know people are ignorant, and they just like to look at points, rebounds, and assists, and that makes them say, oh, LeBron is having the best season of his, of his career. And they really think that that's true, but it's not. I mean, anyone who's watching LeBron, especially on the defensive end, they they understand that it's, he, he's not playing at the same level that he once was. It just, it's just the way that the game is, the NBA is being played right now. But... You can't sit here and just have a, a argument to why LeBron is so valuable because he could just make any team a title contender. But now he's on any old team and he's struggling to get out the first round. Again, I'm not putting all the blame on him because there are players who need to be making their shots. But like, let's let's not, but like let's keep let's not overlook what LeBron is and isn't doing as well because some of the turnovers are ridiculous. Some of the missed opportunities are ridiculous as well. And when you look at the play, especially in, in that in game one where like the whole first half, he just wasn't aggressive at all. I, I just it, it can be more done on everyone's part. And that's I think that's the frustrating part when you go on Twitter and everybody's like, the whole team was just trash. Ah, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> yeah, Le- yeah, LeBron just played a perfect game. Sure. All right. All right. You got it. Okay, um, Lo, I, <laughs> I want to talk about the Timberwolves for a second because they managed to get a win off the Houston Rockets, and I'm really happy they did because I had a feeling Houston was going to play horribly and they were going to lose one game. I had the Rockets winning in five, and this could possibly be that one-token game or it could be a sign of life for the Timberwolves, man. They ended up winning a game. Shout-out to Wiggins. He played well, so you can't talk shit about him now. Uh, in this specific circumstance. But as a whole, the team played well. I actually didn't catch the game. I'm just looking at scores. So you got to tell me, Lo, what did the team do right? And how did they win the game against the Houston Rockets? Aside from the fact that, of course, they're playing at home. Well, they um better defense rotations, better um, communication on a defensive end, better effort as well. So defensively, they played a lot better. Um, more disciplined when it comes to closing out three-point shooters and, and defending uh, on the on the perimeter, especially from their bigs, Taj Gibson had a really good game 
defensively, especially on the switches. So I, I like that. And, um, the effort, yeah, they got, they got much more effort offensively from, um, Wiggins this game. So that, that's nice to see. Uh, I will say this though, when it comes to the Houston Ros- Rockets, the reason why I'm so concerned about them, if you, if we're, if we're being honest, if you go back through the games with the Houston Rockets, they haven't really played that great shooting, shooting wise. I mean, they, they are literally a team that lives and die by the three. And they have consistently struggled from behind the arc this entire series. It's just the fact that the the Minnesota Timberwolves have also been struggling. So they've been able to find some ways to win games. But P.J. Tucker had another terrible game from, from the field. Um, then uh, Trevor Reza was he, – he only shot threes. He did nothing else but just stand in the corner. Uh, Eric, Eric Gordon came off the bench and did nothing at all for them. And even though, yes, James Harden, he had his moments, he just wasn't able to get into his bag as much as he was able to um, in other games. And you got a healthy supply of, of good teamwork from everyone on the uh, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jeff Teague was penetrating, kicking it out, got eight assists. I think he only turned the ball over once. Jimmy Butler was much more active and consistent from his, from the field. Towns, he was he was active on the boards. I'll give him that. But it was it was a few post shots, and I don't know I don't know if he just needs to get into a rhythm, or I, I don't I don't know. But some of his post looks they're not they're not looking. Um, it, it just it looks like he he doesn't have like a a, a go to move yet in the post, which is kind of concerning, especially when he should be able to just punish whoever whatever team they go up against because they would have a a, a massive advantage with Towns. But uh, I mean, if if I'm Houston. I would be concerned even if they make it out the first round, which I believe they will. But I'm concerned because PJ Tucker has not made his shots. Neither has Eric. Neither has Eric Gordon, and that's that's literally what you're expecting out of this team is to knock down their shots, and they have been able to do so. But very similar to what I've been saying with um with the Cavs, I don't know why people just think that you can just have a player stand in the corner for the entire game and think that. They're just going to be automatic. I don't know where that thought process comes from, but I mean, hey, I, I guess that's how that I guess that's how we play in basketball now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna. I, I, I watched that series just to see if Wiggins is gonna do well or not. He, he had, <laughs> he had, a, good, he had a good game tonight. He, he shot his. He made yeah. he made the threes that he needed to make. He, yeah, he definitely yeah. played good tonight. But aside from that, I mean, we know who's gonna win that series. The Houston Rockets. Of course, you're going to find I'm a, a keep, way to No, no, no. I'm keeping a buck with you. And I'm, I'm very serious about this. If Houston, no, come on. No, 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 no. I want to stop you before you no, say no, something No, 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 no. If, if Houston keeps shooting as bad as they've been shooting. They won't. All three games, they've been, it's been players who have been just, cause, I mean, I mean, honestly, because. That's how it is with the Rockets, so it's not nothing new. They have, they have, I don't, know, a, I don't know, bro. They, they all they need really is bad. a few players to step up and perform. Because There's gonna be, be players with off games. There always is on that team. It's just the way the team operates. I mean, yeah, I get that, but there there hasn't been a game where like they had multiple players shooting well. And not only that, like I don't even think there's been a game where they've scored over like a hundred and seven. Yeah, game two points. they had multiple players shooting well. The only person who wasn't was James Harden that game. Mm, no, PJ Tucker. I guess he shot forty percent from behind the arc. Stop. But, PJ but Tre- Tucker is but, just there for defense. But, but Trevor, but Trevor, but Trevor Reza didn't shoot well, and neither did Eric Gordon. Um, Gerald, Ger- um, Gerald Green came off the bench. He played really well in game two, but it was really just Gerald Green, Chris Paul, and Clint Capella on the boards. I mean, that's I mean, that's literally how they they won that game, and they only scored one hundred and two points. 
which I know is, is a lot of points, but for a team in Houston that scores 110 and plus, I mean, this is a team that's, that's struggling consistently. This isn't like a one game thing. The Minnesota Timberwolves could have easily beat them in game one if they executed much better, especially with the, the missed opportunities with Towns in the post. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that they're going to win or lose. I'm not definitely, I'm not going to say that because some of the things that, that, that I'm seeing from Minnesota, especially from Towns is extremely questionable, but if they're going to make it, they, they could possibly make it much more interesting than I think many people are willing to give credit to them because no, I, I haven't seen Minnesota as a team be efficient for an extended period yeah, of time I, yeah, you're right, you're throughout right. the entire season. You're right, so you're right, you're right. I don't see them keeping it up, but I did in, Anticipation that Minnesota would have one really good game and the Rockets would be off, maybe even at home, that they would win a game. So I'm, I'm kind of happy I didn't go for the sweep because I was really considering the Rockets sweep. But anyway, uh, I want to move on to a series where I can say, I told you so. Now, the Utah Jazz last time we did the podcast oh were God. down 0-1. Oh, my God. And uh, they, were, they were down 0-1, right? And I said, do not trip. The Jazz are going to win this series. They won oh, the last you, two wait, games. Tell me, tell me. You have the Jazz winning? Oh, I have the Jazz winning in six. Oh, wow. The ball's yeah. on you. Oh, wow. It's not the balls, though. Because it's one thing to see OKC and think about all the talent. But I don't give a fuck how different you think the playoffs <laughs> are. There is no way I expected OKC to be consistent. You right? don't, you don't, so you don't, you game... don't trust in playoff, P? No, not at all, man. Not at all. So... After game one, Paul George hasn't been playing too well. Game three, we've finally seen a decent game out of Mello. He shot like 60%, I think. But Westbrook was the one in game three who was inefficient. And so, Westbrook has what I'm been saying, inefficient Lo. every game in the playoffs so far, but go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. But in, in, but he's, he's made a significant contribution in the other two games. In this game, I feel like he was almost holding the team back. And so here is, almost, again, almost. He was, he was completely holding the team back. Okay. So, the Utah Jazz are different in a lot of ways because I remember in the last podcast I focused on Rubio. I said Rubio has to get a shooting on point. Not only in game two did Rubio shoot lights out from three, he actually wasn't efficient in game three, but he not only got a triple-double, but he, the, the defense at least, especially after game two, was willing to step up on him. And so they weren't just giving him the same shots they were in the past. And so that opened up the floor for a lot of other people. Even with Donovan Mitchell... Not shooting fantastic in game three, they were able to win the no, game. He shot, he shot, I keep no, trying no, to, no, not even Mitchell shot great. And not, maybe, not, maybe not great, but he shot, he, he still shot good in, in game two. I mean, game three. Low. A lot of people see the, the names on paper and they think, bro, Donovan Mitchell is the only offensive type you're right. player on you're, the team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what but I'm looking at. I've been trying to say the same reason they've, they've been winning the games throughout the regular season is they find ways to get buckets. And a lot of that is fueled off the defense because they're a great defensive team. And so I had no doubt that Gobert was going to find a way to make the already inefficient and inconsistent team more inefficient mm-hmm. and inconsistent. And so with the next game being at home, the Utah Jazz have a really good opportunity to get a commanding lead. And I think they'll take advantage of it, man. And who knows? Again, low, it's going to all depend on whether OKC is willing to step up as a team or whether they're going to be shooting off again. And, you know, when the Houston Rockets shoot off, I'm still confident that they're going to win the game in most situations. But I don't have that confidence in OKC because throughout the season, they gave me no reasons to have confidence in them. Now, That's why I had the Jazz winning. Now, 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 is there anything else you want to say about Russ? Anything, anything else? 
Uh, Russ, no, I'll wait till the end of the scene you know, before I. Okay, I'll, I'll, I, I guess that's that's really because I'm. I don't know if I should wait or should I just. Should no, I, you got should, should I get in my miss. bag? Should I? It's been uh, uh, I'm, low, I'm a. I'm gonna wait. All right, all right, all right, fine. I'll wait. You, I'll wait. I'll wait. Let me just ask a, a what if question. Maybe. Okay, okay. What if Russell gets bounced in the first round with Paul so, George and Melo on his team? So these this is a hypothetical, right? It's just hypothetical. It's not so, real, of course. So just hypothetical. What if? Allegedly, right? I mean, that's what uh-huh. we're saying. Like, what if, right. if, mm-hmm. if he does? Okay. So if OKC gets knocked out in the first round, if Russell Westbrook would be the most overrated player I've seen in the last 10 years. <laughs> you went harder than I thought you were going to Russell, go. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> now, the, the, now let's get clear. Now let's be clear. This is an if. This is an if. This is an F now. Yeah, it's it's definitely allegedly. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, with with Philly bounce out in the first round, that would also assume that Russell Westbrook would have to have played really, really bad, which so far he he is, in my opinion. So if this is an if, though, I want to be clear now. This is an if because mm-hmm, definitely because I for people who really think that I hate Russell Westbrook, I have enough. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's blind hope or I don't know what it is, but. I, I honestly believe Russell Westbrook is, is a good enough player, scratch that, a great enough player for him to lead a team past the first round. I, I really believe that. I think he is a great enough player when he has a talent around him that he's able to make it past the first round. I really do. But if, this is again, this is all if in, in hypotheticals and allegedly, if he doesn't make it past the first round, he is easily the most overrated player in the last 10 years. Easily. Easily. Uh, interestingly enough, getting insane statistics and triple doubles doesn't help you win games if you can't lead your team to a victory. You know, and so, part of leading it... You know so crazy, though? Leading, tonight, if he had one more assist, he would have had a triple double, so that would have secured the win. Oh. So, <laughs> he needed... If, all he needed is just one more assist, and it would have secured the win tonight. Who cares about the 29% yeah. from the field and a 25% from behind the arc and the eight turnovers that went with the nine assists? He just needed one more assist, and that would have secured the win. So, I know he didn't get eight turnovers on his own. What do you What do you mean? He didn't get eight. He got eight turnovers, but just by himself, not the whole team? Agent, come, come on. It's Westbrook. You know he got eight turnovers on Are his own. Are you playing with me? Did he really? He got eight turnovers, man. So, so who cares about the percentages? Who cares about the turnovers? It's that one assist that really held him back because I've been told for, I the, saw, for the last two years I, that triple doubles, they translate to wins. Have you heard that? I've heard oh, that. No, I, this is news to me. Oh, man, man that's crazy. I, I saw Oladipo, I think it was a couple games ago, get six turnovers, and I thought, damn, in the playoffs, my guy? And it was crazy because while I was watching the game, I didn't feel like he was turning it over that much. I felt like a lot of it was just like all the big men down low. But eight, man, that's a new that's a new high right there. Well, well when it that's comes to t- Westbrook's turnovers, it's not all his fault. You know, when he passes the ball and Steven Adams, he has butterfingers, so it just bounces off his hands. And Carmelo, <laughs> he drops the ball a lot, too. So it's, it's always someone else's fault. But if he would have got oh, one more God. assist, which would have been a triple-double, they that would have secured the win because triple-doubles <laughs> lead to wins. Because that's what I've been told for the past let me not go too hard because these these are yeah, all yeah. this these are ifs. No, I'm, these are ifs. Yeah, these are ifs. Sure, these are ifs. Sure. So I'm gonna reserve my opinion on the OKC. 
Now, no, no, like, no, 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 no. You, you don't, you don't get to throw me under the bus, and you don't get to answer the no, question. No, but it's not. But you, no, you were speaking no, 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 clearly no, 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 no. in hypotheticals. Yeah, so, hypothetically, no, no. So, yeah. I'm going to ask you the question. Hypothetically speaking, if, if OKC doesn't make it past the first round, what does that mean for Russ? I don't think it means too much. Oh, to get the fuck out of here! I'll, and and part I'll, of the reason is because I'm tell you right now, if they lose in the first round and you don't go in on Russ like I'm about to, I'll hang up this call. Here's the thing, Lo. I actually believe Utah is a really good team. I don't just give him oh my the God. game. I really believe Utah is a really good team, and I think they've been a good team and they've dealt with a, such an insane amount of injuries. And of course, they lose Gordon Hayward, and then George Paul gets traded, and even Rodney Hood is gone. And you're thinking, how are they going to recover? Is the team going to be the same? And they, now they have Ricky Rubio. Who wants Ricky Rubio on their team? But if they've if they've shown me anything throughout their time since all those moves, man, it's that they're so serious about winning, and they do it consistently. And that's the most important thing because in the playoffs, you can be inconsistent. Probably win a game if you're lucky too. But if you want to go far in the playoffs, you have to consistently show up. It's seven games you have to play. Well, four if you're consistent with it. And I just haven't seen that from this team. Now, the thing is, like, first of all, T.O.L.O., he shot 29%. 29%. God damn. God damn with, with eight turnovers. And, 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 a- and you didn't watch the you, you said you didn't watch it, right? No, nah, I didn't watch this game. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, I'm Ru- gonna rewatch this one. Rick, Ricky watched- Rubio was literally just killing him, and Donovan Mitchell was just killing him when picking rolls and finding their way in the mid range or coming off ball screens and finding themselves around the elbow jumper and consistently making shots because Russell Westbrook wouldn't defend them. It's ridiculous. So Joe Inglis, 21 points, shooting 46 percent, like. And, 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 and 50% from behind the arc. 50. Yeah, like, they, you don't know who Joe Inglis is. It's okay, all right? Because you probably don't watch Utah games. But, yo, it's a mistake to start judging and making predictions based on paper. Yo, I'm telling you, you just got to watch this team play. As ridiculous as it sounds to be led by a rookie and a defensive anchor who's had injury problems throughout his career, to Derek Favors, who... Who the fuck still talks about Derek Favors? I haven't heard a single word about this guy in like five years. And you wouldn't have neither if you don't watch these games. But I'm just saying, man. Look, put the names aside. Look, put the man. shoot. I have, I have, I have the kicks. I got PG ones. Got them uh, for half price, like sixty dollars. Them shits is nice as fuck. Man. But lo, here's lo, Here's what I'm gonna say. Westbrook is definitely not gonna be a top five player, but I would still put him in the top. 10. No, he's, he, he's, he'd be top 10. I mean, I'm not. If he still loses the series. Look, look, I don't care what you say. I don't care what anybody tells me about some matchups. I don't care any of that shit. Russell Westbrook, if, he's, he's all hypotheticals, people. Let's be clear of about Of course, this. yes. Of all course. hypotheticals. Bro, if they lose this, if they lose this, this series, I, I don't want to hear a thing about Westbrook. I don't, I don't want to hear anything. I, I just don't want to hear, any people are going to find a way to deflect. They're going to be like, and, and, granted, and I, and I would, and I'm going to block those people on Twitter. I'm not going to. You can if you try to well, make any. Well, for one of the games, they have a point. Uh, the game Melo missed the last two shots, but no, they, no, I, I believe no. they shot 0 for 14 in the fourth quarter. No. Of the big three. They're, low, low, yeah, low, low. yeah, I know. I saw, yeah, I saw that graphic too <laughs> in game two. Yeah, 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 yeah I that saw was... that. Look, I, I, it's this is all ifs, but there, there's just no way. 
There's no way. I don't care about what there the is. matchups. There I don't is. care about what. If you're supposed to be that great of a player, right? You you need to find ways to win. And I don't care what anybody's telling me, bro. Westbrook cannot be. He's not in the same conversation with them. He's not in the same conversation with these elite level players. If he loses this round, there's just no way. There's absolutely Damn. no way. There's there's no way. No way. I agree with uh, said statement, man. But this is if. So, this, uh, is, this is if, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely not a but thing I'm, I'm yet. T- I'm going to tell you right now. If you're a Westbrook fan and you and you think I hate Westbrook now, watch 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 them lose this series. And you you definitely going to think I hate Westbrook. Because I, I, I'm i not holding back no punches if they lose this series. I'm not holding back. Not a punch. It will not be okay, so, not a punch. <laughs> low, 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 will not be low, a punch low. held back. The 76ers have been playing fantastic. Uh and it's so enjoyable to watch their team play when, especially after watching a team like the Cavs just run ISO all game, all game. You see a player like Bellinelli come off an off ball screen and then Embiid cuts and then while they collapse on Bellinelli because he's a great shooter, Embiid is down low. Now Embiid, I believe in this game, shot pretty horribly. Uh, no, no, he, yeah, he, he played, was two he, for all oh, Embiid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was two for eleven, shot eighteen percent, but. Just like in previous games, we have players stepping up. Like uh, Ben Simmons, of course, got his triple-double. J.J. Redick with 24 points. Even uh, Covington was shooting well this time around. So it makes me incredibly happy to see this team succeed. You know, if you told me at the beginning of the season that the 76ers had even a slight percentage chance of being in the finals, I would have thought you were crazy. But that's a conversation a lot of people are beginning to have. And part of the reason why is because they're showing their dominance. Now, granted, they only won this game, uh, game four by four points. That puts them up 3-1 against the Miami Heat. I believe in this series, I had the 76ers winning by six, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but what I wanted to talk to you, Lo, about was uh, Whiteside. Now, we talked about him on the last podcast, but since uh, a lot has happened, of course, game three, he played pretty horribly. In fact, barely say, got he any minutes. bad in game three. Yeah, but in game four, he shot six for nine. He got 26 minutes, more than what he's used to now. But that might have been because after game three, Whiteside said to the press that he thinks he deserves more minutes. So I'm going to flip it to you, Lo. Uh, Whiteside thinks he deserves more minutes, man. No, you just play better. Stop fouling and beat every single time he touches the ball. And don't turn over the ball every single time you touch the ball. Whiteside had four turnovers to, to um, what, what is tonight. For people who probably listen to this on Sunday, Whiteside had four turnovers. Four from a player who who doesn't really get that many touches. Four turnovers. That's that's ridiculous. And I'm not going to sit here and act like Embiid played great because he had like eight turnovers. So I'm not going to sit here. And what? Act, yeah, Embiid had eight turn. Yeah, I don't know why you you all over. How the- is this happening? Oh, that's pathetic. Yeah, yo, had, come Embiid, on. Man. Embiid had eight turnovers. So I'm not. I'm not Jeez. saying that Whiteside didn't play better because he definitely played better defensively in Game Four, but. My Miami lost a game that they were a leading. Two, the Sixers shot terrible from the field, and they still won. As the Sixers, they shot forty three percent from the field and twenty two percent from behind the arc, and they turned the ball over twenty six times, and they still found a way to Whoa. win. They still won that game. Exactly, agent. And I watched. And I watched that game. And um, Simmons brought it on home. For the young Sixers, because he's just a better player than whoever they have in Miami, which is a huge reason why I think Ben Simmons might actually be better than um, Embiid because he's been a, a much more consistent option. However, I'm, I give Embiid some slack due to him wearing the mask and stuff like that. But 
I don't. First of all, shout out to Prince Prodigy. And I, I hope, I hope, um, I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope you didn't delete that that tweet you told me to save because um, I I, I screen capped it just in case you did delete it because I'm pretty sure you probably did. But for anyone who tried to sit here on Twitter telling me about, oh man, Miami, they're gonna give them problems. Just wait. Shut the hell up. You 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 obviously don't know what you're talking about, and you're obviously a Miami Heat fan. Don't tell me what Embiid is going to do when Embiid... they're really passionate, man. Like they don't even want to us. Like they don't even dive even remotely. They don't even dip their foot into criticism. If you even think about like uh, on Twitter when I said Denver deserved to be in the playoffs more than the Heat, the Bucks, and who was the last team? The uh, Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards. Uh, the Heat fans like were the most angry. Like some Wizards fans were like, ah, whatever. <laughs> but Heat fans were like, how dare you say that? But again, Lo, uh, I, I believe Wade stepped up in this game. If I'm not tripping, let me double check. Dwayne Wade in 25 minutes scored 25 points. Granted, he shot a Kobe percentage of 45.5 percent. Uh, that, that doesn't that doesn't, lying- that doesn't do it justice because in in the fourth quarter. He just he missed way too many shots. I'm not gonna lie. He was he was shooting better than that, but in the fourth quarter he was, in, especially when they can't, when they when they really needed it, he didn't he didn't show up too much down the stretch. He missed some free. If I'm not mistaken, he missed free throws, but I know there was a few shots that he just he just didn't make. So I'll one well, on his last question: uh, If Miami has any shot at coming back, what do they have to do? Um, what they had to do to come back in this series? Um, they gotta win three straight. I'm gonna say, yeah, they. they I, mean, I was about to say they. I mean, I don't think they can. But if there was a way for them to come back, and Bud would probably have to be hurt, and so would Simmons. I mean, they, I, I just, I don't, I don't know if <laughs> you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't even say like, nah, they gotta get their uh, Josh Richardson involved. James Johnson maybe get a little no, less because they you just J- said James, jo- James Johnson and Josh Richardson. Have played pretty good over the last two games. It's not like no, they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. like that. And Drogic has been, especially over the last two games. Drogic has been fine as well. I mean, what are you? Ex- and in the one game that they won, um, Wade played out of his mind. Kelly Olynyk, if I'm not mistaken, is hurt. So that that's definitely going to hurt them in, in the long run. But I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to say. But shout out to Prince Prodigy, man. <laughs> you got you gonna make a whole video about that one tweet he sent at you. <laughs> let, let's let's uh, oh and, let, and, let, and, let, and here's here's an argument that he said on Twitter. People forget that the Heat are too young of a team. They're literally facing the 76ers who have a who has a rookie and Ben Simmons and a second year player and Dario Sarge and Embiid, but the Heat are too young. Are you serious? The Heat that are too young. That is the dumbest. Yeah, that is this is that's just stupid. Like please, you you you're you don't know what you're talking about. Don't ever go on my mentions telling me about your trash team. Please don't. I just Damn. I just speak facts. Don't tell me to save my tweet because I'm because I'm I know I'm gonna be right, but I saved it. That's funny he told you to save yeah, he it. T- he he told me to save my tweet. No, no, don't worry, I saved it. I, I saved it. And I dare you to delete your tweet. And I'll I'll just expose you. But then and then he also said nine hours ago, there's no way a superstar isn't looking at the heat. And saying he doesn't want to go there. No, there's plenty of superstars who are saying that. <laughs> because you know, you know, planet, man. you know how I know because Gordon Hayward, who's not even a superstar, looked at the team and was like, "Ah, I'm not going over there. I'm going to go to Boston. Get the fuck out of here. No one, who who wants to go to Miami? That was bro? his. That was his rebuttal that he thinks that superstars are just eyeing Miami. His superstars. If, he, that if they super- are eyeing Miami, they're eyeing the women, 
the fact that there's no state income tax and the weather. All right, that's it. He, they're eyeing, they're eyeing Miami, apparently because a superstar has the ability to go there, and a team that I guess who's who's young on this team. I'm really I'm thinking about right now who's young on this team. What Winslow? They got some young folks. Tyler Johnson's young. I know, but uh, they're Josh but they're Richardson. better players in Drogic Whiteside and Wade, and even Kelly Olynyk and Wayne Ellington. Like those are those are veterans. Those are not like some players who've been in the NBA like two or three years. Those are veterans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what? I what is he that saying? Stuff. That's a see. That's the reason I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I can't do it, bro. I just can't do it. All right, low. Uh, so the Celtics finally conceded. But shout, the game. But shout, out, but shout out to pretty, you, um, Prince Brody. Shout out to you, bro. The Bucks finally got a dominant win, man. And uh, I, I have the Celtics again winning this series in six. But the Bucks have another home game coming up, so they have a chance to actually tie the series if they take advantage tomorrow. And they have the early game, which is the one p.m. game. So uh, I still believe that as young and inexperienced and whatever you might believe that the Celtics are, that the Bucks cannot be good enough, long enough, to win in a seven-game series, at least not the way they're playing right now, especially against a team like the Celtics. And, of course, we know likely coach of the year, Brad Stevens. Uh, you, what's, what, so what changed with you, Lo? Because you had the Bucks winning originally. Do you have them winning now? I see, that they I finally see, won I, a game. I still, yeah, I still have the Bucks winning. For me, for me to for me to have a, a massive shift in another direction is when you go home and you're still unable to win. That's when I start to really start to reevaluate. But the Celtics but that's gonna be the next game. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying the Celtics they did what they were supposed to do in the first two games, and that is win at home. They would have to split the away game for them to go up three one. For me to finally be like, all right, now this is definitely a problem. However. The Bucks, they they um they changed up a little bit this uh this game, a uh, huge adjustment on the part of Giannis. They won a game, even though Giannis only scored 19 points because a lot more players are involved. Eric Bledsoe was much more aggressive, which I like. Jabari Parker came off the bench; he was much more aggressive as well. Gave you 17 points. Thawmaker, huge improvement, five blocks, uh, five rebounds, 14 points in 24 minutes. And Chris Middleton is still doing his thing. If I'm not mistaken, him and um, well, Clay Thompson is on a whole other level right now. But him and Clay Thompson are easily the most efficient scorers so far in these, in these playoffs. So, um, you know the fact that they were still able to find a way to. How about Melo? You don't think chill so? Out, chill out, chill. Out. Oh, okay, I forgot sorry. about Russ too. Jesus, I, I don't know why I forgot about Russ. <laughs> yes, sorry, sorry. Good um, point. Good point. But yeah, I don't. I, I'm just. I'm, I'm happy that they're they're starting to realize that we can't just rely on on Giannis to win us games. We all have to contribute. We need to move the ball. They around. knew that because they lost the first two games, and I think there's zero percent chance Stonemaker will continue doing that. There's a chance, like you know, Brogdon might step up in a game or two, but I just I can't see that team and all the players you just mentioned performing like they just did over the next three games to win the series. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. But I'll, I'll say this: I mean, Tatum. Didn't really have the the worst game. He didn't have a really bad game. He could have better, but he didn't have that bad of a game. Um, Horford had one of those nights where he just wasn't on the boards like he normally is, and that, I think that was great. The Bucks made a, a real, really, really big effort on on the boards um, on tonight, especially from um, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was very active on the boards, crashing them, and I think they they made more of a uh, of a unified effort to get on the boards. Because it was a little bit boards, it was a lot of boards grabbed from multiple players, not just Giannis. 
So I do like that for them. And they made, again, they made adjustments by getting other pe- people involved. But when you look at the, um, the Celtics, they are going to have nights where they struggle offensively. And so if, if you're the, the Bucks, you just have to hope that you can get that a little bit more, that struggle a little bit more with the um, Boston Celtics while still being a consistent team and try to find some type of rhythm. But also, I mean, I, I agree with you. Thom Maker, I don't know if he's going to play like like this every night for the next three to four games. I don't think that Giannis is going to go three for four from behind the arc. I'm pretty sure that um um Jabari Parker, I'm not not pretty sure. I think Jabari can get you 17. But you know, there there were some things that happened in this um in in this game that more likely won't happen moving forward. And also, they only turned the ball over nine times. They they kept um, they kept control of the ball, so that was also a positive thing as well. But I don't know. I, I just, I'm not going to go too crazy because the Celtics did what they were supposed to do and won at home. Now they just need to steal a game from them while they're away. But until that happens, it, it could easily just be tied up two to two after the next game. All right. Uh, I feel pretty confident about this next series. The Warriors versus the Spurs. Okay. No, for, this right, the- no, 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 no. We're not, we're not talking about that series. That series. No, but no, I just no, want no. to say that this, That's- this was the only series I had in a sweep. And it seems like it might be. A sweep, okay, let's so. let's hurry up and get to the to the Raptors and Wizards. Come okay, on. right. So this is the last see, podcast. Because you're, you're, you're ducking this. Come on, let's get to it. Let's get to oh, it. Oh no, I'm not ducking. Oh, no, no, no. So you're, not you're, you're ducking it. Come on, let's get to it. Let's get to oh, it. Oh no, I w- I've never been known to duck anything. Okay, okay. But uh, the Wizards. Since the last podcast, there's only been one game played, and it's game three. Game four which is, is ridic- tomorrow. Which is so ridiculous, is- right? Like you got teams who already played four games. The yeah. the Wizards and the and the Raptors are, are still on Game Three. That's fucking unbelievable. But go ahead, go. And I think the Raptors played on the first day yeah, as which well. Is so it's not even like yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, uh, so the Wizards first game home and they end up winning the game and it wasn't even close. Like throughout the whole game, it was 10, 15 point lead. Then they push it to twenty at one point and the Raptors just look like they evaporated. Now, uh, the only difference in this game in terms of the roster being Van Fleet was unavailable oh, due to an injury. Oh, my God. Go ahead, go. No, I'm just saying that to say that DeLon Wright was playing heavy minutes, and he wasn't really performing that well. So in previous games, game one and two, while he was hitting the threes, this game he kind of just seemed lost out there. But more importantly, it just seemed like the team as a whole was just unable to get buckets. Not only that, but finally for the first time in the series, we saw both Wall and Beal have a good game together. So it was not just one of them having a good game and the other one not. It seemed like they were both doing it together. Uh, so, interestingly, it was a very frustrating game across the board. DeRozan looked like he was so ready to get a technical throughout the game, and his teammates were consistently holding him back to try and avoid that situation. There was some definite non-calls that, uh, like, low. I, I need to show you the clip because it was probably one of the most egregious non-calls I've seen in a very long would time. The, would Demar like uh, end up on the floor? No, the one where he held the ball in midair. He was uh, who was who was the one defending him? It was uh, Kelly Oubre he, in his little smug face, and <laughs> they did no call, and the ball rimmed around, and it still dropped. And the Rosen just looked at the ref like, "Yo, when the f- what? What do I have to do to get this call?" And so that that almost anger kind of just fueled the Raptors to like continuously just go down this downward spiral. Wizards played a great game finally, and the guy who I was making a lot of jokes about Gortat was finally playing well, 
given the fact that the only reason he was getting any kind of look was because the Raptors were sending doubles on John Wall. But the pick and roll seemed to be working this time. Even if it wasn't John Wall scoring, he was finding creative ways to get it inside to Grota. And the rotations just weren't fast enough. Yo, Raptors lost uh, game one. And I have the Raptors winning in five. So for me, I'm hoping it's just that one game that the Raptors ended up dropping. But the Wizards do have another away game. Yo, what's the chances they win it? You mean the Wizards have another home game? That's what you said? Yeah, that's what I just said. I thought you said the Wizards have another away. Um, oh, okay. I'm at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like you said, I don't want to say that the idea of, of Bradley Beal and John Wall both having another like really, really good outing is hard to believe because it's not. I mean, they, they're still one of the better backcourt duos in the NBA. I think what's what's hard to to fathom them consistently doing, like you said, Gortat being a, a consistent threat off the pick and roll. However, I, I think that John Wall is a good enough passer to find Gortat when he needs to. But also that this game, they got a lot of help coming off the bench, which they normally don't receive. Mike's got 12 points, four for four from the field, two for two from behind the arc. Kelly Oubre, another 12 point coming off the bench. And then, um, Mahimi gave them quality minutes in, in a short amount of time that he played as well. So those are things that normally don't happen for them. And so I, I could see that being a, a different trend. However, if, if Bradley Beal and John Wall are performing the way that they played last, last game, it's going to be a difficult series for the Raptors to win. But I don't necessarily know how how frequently that's going to happen from those two, and it may not happen enough. I don't think it will happen enough for them to win. But if I'm if I'm Toronto, like I said, stated in the last series, you just gotta you gotta get one win. I mean that, that's all you have to do. You you just need to split the home the away games, excuse me, and, and try to take um take one game while you're away, and you can go back home having a three one lead and close it out in five. I, I think that's what they need to just look at it as. They missed one opportunity, and they played. They played against a team who had a really, really great outing for one game. I don't necessarily know if they're going to be able to duplicate that success. And so, if you're Toronto, you just got to execute a little bit better for one more game while away. And then, if you're able to do that, I think I think Toronto has a, a pretty, uh, pretty good chance of winning. But Toronto, if if John Wall and Bradley Beal are going to play like that, then uh, I'm excuse me. If for the Wizards, if Bradley Beal and uh, John Wall are going to play like that. Then I mean anything is possible if they if they play like that, man. Interestingly enough, uh, the game was incredibly close, and then it might have been foul trouble, but for whatever reason, they decided to bring on Ian Mihimi, and I don't think he's even touched the floor or gotten any kind of significant minutes. But it was when he was on the floor they started to make it a, a run, and they pushed it to like ten points, and then the rest of the team just did it all after that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it got to the point where the Raptors put in Lorenzo Brown. You probably don't know who that is because he came straight well, up. I, I know, I know, and he, I know who it is. He rarely ever pays plays minutes in the NBA, but they put him in for a majority of the fourth quarter, and there was a chance where they got it down to thirteen. But then, right when you think it's close, Mike Scott drops another. Three I may not. I just thought about, I may not. I may not know who that is. Don't try me in my basketball knowledge, agent. You don't know who it is. He just came out the D league. There's no way he knows. I know who that is because he had like a good game at towards the end of the season. Uh, He's a ball. He's a ball headed dude. He's a ball headed dude with the headband. I know he is. No, no, no. You can you just Google the picture on Google Images, man. It's okay oh my to not God, know. Jesus Christ! It's okay. It's it's all right to not know, my guy. Oh my God, because because yeah, the, so the, the Raptors no, 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 tried. No, no, no. If I'm not mistaken, he was the same player who had like a really good game 
from with the Wiz with the Raptors, and earlier that exact same day, he played for the G League team, and then came up in the same day to play another game for the Raptors, right? No, that was Bruno Caboclo. Try again. All right, mm, well, I think, uh, I, think I think you're wrong. I think I'm almost 100 percent sure what I just said was true. But go ahead, go, go ahead, go, go. Ahead. Uh, so in, in the first couple of games, the Raptors put in Lucas Naguera at the center spot and they, they kind of just started to run away with it. Even though he can't shoot the three ball and he's really no offensive threat whatsoever. He's great on defense and just him being on the floor, it was almost like a key, like an activation card to just get the ball rolling and to begin to increase the lead. So they tried it again in game three and it did not work out. It wasn't quick before Dwayne Casey just pulled him out and said, that is not the move. And he just went right back to Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, or uh, also, he played Pascal Siakam. Like he played Siakam a little bit as well. He played Siakam more. Uh, but yo, in honesty, I just think like here's what the Raptors need to do, man. First of all, they're not going to shoot that bad again in Game Four. Won't happen that. But just play Pirtle some y'all, of the y'all, minutes you're giving. Y'all didn't even shoot that bad though. Nah, they they it, it was a lot of ugly shit going on in that game, bro. Trust me. There was a lot of turnovers too. I don't know what the final count yeah, was, it, but no, I know was, in the first there was a lot quarter of, there was a lot of turnovers. But, they, but it wasn't the first. Y'all didn't shoot that bad. I mean, y'all shot forty five percent. And forty. Nah, they did shoot bad because it was. They shot forty three percent from nah, the It was it was just wide open shots going clank clank clank, nah. and they just and they didn't get foul calls and Rose was like fuck this shit and then he started to act all like emotional and then more shots there. There wasn't airballed two three pointers low airballed I mean, and one of them was open. I don't know why you, so it, like I don't know why you think that he's. I mean he, he's a because he's been hitting them throughout he's, the series. He's a better. He's a but, better. But I mean come on now. Beal also, I believe, airballed them, but his was definitely contested at the buzzer. But it's always funny because the whole chats were yelling "airball, airball, airball," and you know, getting. I'll, I'll say this. I'll Regardless, say this. I think I, I think I only I, I only saw Demar get to the free throw line twice in the same with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Yo, that was I'm telling. Cool. I need to send you the clip. In fact, let me find the clip because I'm sure someone uploaded it to YouTube. It was so ridiculous. All right, go ahead, talk while I find the clip. Uh, I don't know. I just to kind of wrap up the series. I just feel like y'all y'all still have a really good chance to win. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just, if, if I was them, Bradley Beal and John Wall would have to beat me for another three more games. And I don't necessarily know if that could happen, especially how inconsistent John Wall tends to be from time to time. But, you know, I, I think that they're fine. And, um, and wrapping up that, that, uh, that Spurs series. No, nah, that, that, that series is done. That, that, that series is about to be wrapped up. And to be honest with you, that might be the last game. Of the Spurs dynasty, because if this is what if this if this is Popovich's last year as a coach, and they're going to trade away um, Kawhi Leonard, or allegedly they are, hey, this might be it, bro. Damn, you really believe that? Mm, I don't think it's crazy to believe it, though. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't know that it's it's crazy. To, it's just all right, man. I don't know. Anyway, I can't find the clip. I'll send it to you afterwards. Uh, I'm looking at Free Dawkins. He didn't. He didn't upload the game three uh, DeRozan clips. Man, I guess he didn't score enough buckets to get a whole. Did he drop like twenty something points? Anyway, uh, game four is going to be a brand new game, and I'm sure the Raptors are going to find a way to win. That's only. That's only. I was so happy to record this podcast aside from talking about my Raptors losing. But hey, last night I took an L, and tonight they say it with me, low. No. Say it with me, no, love. Come on, man. I know you want to say it, bro. I'm not going to. So wait, let's. So tomorrow, game four, Boston or Milwaukee? Who you got? Uh, Boston. Uh, I got Milwaukee. Uh, game four, um, Golden State and San Antonio. 
Golden State. Same. Game four, Toronto and Washington. Toronto, of course. And then finally, game four. All, all, all of these are pretty early games, too. Cleveland or Indiana? Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Indiana. Now that's gonna be the most interesting series. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that one. That's, that's <laughs> unbelievable. It can go either way, I'm, man. I'm, 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 like gonna go Cle- are... I'm gonna go Cleveland though. I'm gonna go Cleveland. I feel like they're both evenly matched, man. Should be interesting. Which is a shame, but um, it is. Any any highlight players, man? Wow, uh, I want to give a a highlight player to. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is it is it too generic to give it to Anthony Davis himself? I'm gonna give it to Rondo and Drew Holiday. So to me, they know. And, and, All right, so no, we'll just give it. Yeah, basically to the three stars. Yeah, exactly. The that's what I'm gonna give it to. <laughs> All right, Anthony Davis finally in the playoffs. Uh, when Demarcus went down, we all thought, "Wow, the one time," and then he still managed to not only get his team in the playoffs, but to embarrass the Portland Trailblazers in the process. And what is a dominating feat. And then, you know, it almost gives me hope that they're going to stand a chance against uh, the Golden State Warriors. Although, in hindsight, they probably don't stand a chance at all. But uh, he deserves a highlight player for sure. And then, like, you said, like I said there before, my highlight players or... Yeah, my highlight play. Uh, do I want to highlight just one? No, fuck it. I'll just say both of them. Drew Holiday and Rondo. Easily my two highlight players. What they've been able to do has been amazing. Um, playoff Rondo, he might he might actually be the best passer in, in the um, playoffs right now. Um, but playoff Rondo is alive and well. And then when it comes to uh, Holiday, defensively he has been really really good while still being a consistent offensive threat. Um, not turning the ball over as much and been really consistent from not only just from the field from behind the arc as well. I mean, I, you can't really. Is he the point guard that's playing the best in the playoffs right now? I mean, I don't know if people. I don't think he's. I mean, technically speaking, he's a point guard, but he doesn't play the point guard position because they they play three guards on the perimeter. He's, he's still a point guard. I mean, if, if that's the case, he's, aver- he's averaging if, like seven to six. If, if that if that's the case, I mean, what does that mean? What does that What does that mean? I mean, he's he he he's 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 always been a PG just because they have multiple people at the same position playing doesn't mean he's. A shooting guard or a small forward now. I don't, I don't know. I, I, like a lot of the time when Van Fleet plays on the Raptors, sometimes they run DeLon Wright, Van Fleet, and Lowry, three-point guards. That doesn't mean Lowry is playing shooting guard. So I mean, well, someone has to be playing shooting guard. They all can't be point guards. Not three-point guards, power forward. No, that's no, that's no, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, but right, I mean, I, I, to answer that question, I don't know. I mean, that, that's a that's a good question. They, I mean, they, they just close out the game. I mean, excuse me. They just closed out that series with both him and Anthony Davis dropping forty. Like I don't like. I mean, that outside of him and who Ben Simmons, those are like really the only two point guards who have been like consistent through the playoffs, right? And unless I'm, I must be, I might be forgetting somebody. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh my bad, Dame. I'm bugging. What? Let me chill. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, what what happened to the start of the podcast chill, where you said this chill, about him? Chill, let me chill out, let me chill out, let me chill out. Oh my god, I forgot Russ. Let me stop, let me chill. Let me chill. Okay, Lo, you're I'm, hilarious. I'm gonna stop, 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 I'm bugging, I'm bugging, I'm bugging, I'm bugging. But I mean, yeah, if you, if you say Drew Holiday is a point guard 
I I guess yeah. He he's been yo my uh recording stopped like halfway through dude what the fuck? are you serious nah but on that note man i'll catch oh you guys in the next podcast you know I, for, I forgot what i call this one i think i call this one if you got swept in the first round you're probably trash podcast man thank you guys for watching yo make sure to rate the podcast a five star on or whatever you know what just rate it all right uh, and thank you guys for listening, man. Yo, the, the podcast has been doing better and better, man. Have you looked at the numbers? Actually, I have. Have you actually, looked at the... Actually, I have, man. I have been looking at the numbers. You know, I'm, a, I'm an analytical yeah. guy guy now, you know? Oh, of course. Of course all I do yeah. is look at analytics. Uh, I look at my analytics, man. That's all I do, man. Have you, have you sure, seen that true sure. shooting person? Let me chill out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, make sure to send me those emails to callmeagent00 at gmail.com. Nobody Remind is me sending why Lola knows. me these emails. No, 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 no. I... People are I, not I only lie, sending me I ain't emails. Gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, they probably are because I've been saying some stupid shit. I ain't gonna lie. Lo, not only are they sending me the emails, they're telling me their age and saying, "Yo, why does he think I don't have an email when I'm 14?" Like, yo, bear mans have emails. They're, they're, <laughs> it's the most hilarious thing, Lo. One person, even one person, was defending you in the emails. He's like, "Yo, agent, I really mess with your videos, but uh, you really ain't know nothing about bad." I was about to respond to him like, "Bro, don't let him brainwash you, man." Don't let like, him brainwash <laughs> you. Oh my god! Don't let him brainwash you. That's the dumbest. You. Oh my god! You're ridiculous. Well, as 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 a side, as you say that, someone actually did DM me, telling me that they emailed you saying that you weren't, you didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I definitely get some of those emails as well. But oh, I, I, I also never, get a high I f- never get any of those DMs. Yeah, because who's going to personally message you and tell you you own? Because they'll know your username. Email is a little bit more cryptic. Like, oh I don't know who's God. sending the email. Cut unless, it out, like, their, their name could be, like, Princess Queen 93 And, like, you'll never know who that person is. But they still tell me, though, that you don't know what you're talking about. So that's really all that matters at the end of the day. So, you know, it just goes to show, one, that everybody of all ages has emails. Uh, and two is that they know the truth, man. It's nice. It's, it's good to know the truth. It's good to uh, travel and really scavenge to find the truth. And, and here I am just spitting truth all the time, man. Yo, if you guys enjoy it, do what you got to do. Thank you guys for listening. We're out. Peace. Well, cut it out. 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 Low, give up. I'm doing it first. Every single no, podcast. No, just give no, up, my not. guy. I'm going to send myself an email just to remind me that you you don't know shit. You know it's getting to that point, my guy. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.